guys, it's Tim and this is Brussling Unlimited as it's Monday and tonight was Monday Night Raw. Garst tonight's Monday Night Raw does go. I thought it was a really, really good show from start to finish, but especially the last five minutes of this show was just masterful storytelling, great television, and boy, I'm going to say right now, the Bloodline stuff is the best I'm just gonna say it. The bloodline stuff. I don't. How do I word this? The bloodline stuff is not only the best storyline of the last five to ten years, but it's some of the best television and professional wrestling overall in the last five to ten years. I'm just gonna say it out. Like, at least to me, it is. And everyone is entitled to their own opinions. You may say, "Well, I liked this better," or "I liked that better," or "I thought this was better." Cool. That's your opinion. But to me, to me, this bloodline stuff. Especially since they added Sammy. Really, since the inception of Sammy into it. Has been just some of the best television in all of professional wrestling. Whether that is in America, Mexico, Canada, Japan, anywhere. Any company, any continent, any country, anywhere. I think this is the greatest stuff. We're getting... Attitude Era, Austin Tyson level reactions from crowds because of this Bloodline stuff. They got four massive reactions tonight. One, when Jimmy and Jay were in the ring and you thought maybe Jay was going to give him an answer and then he didn't. Then, when Jay told Sammy, I choose you and hugged him. Then, when he put up the one... And then Sammy put up the one and said, Jimmy, you could still come with us. Jimmy, you could still come with us. Then, and we'll get into all of this once we get to the end, but I just got to talk about it because it's so great. A third big reaction with the super kick to Sammy. Then another, maybe there's five here, maybe. And then another when Jay throws Sammy into the ring, knocks Jimmy off of Sammy so he can beat on Sammy. And then I guess you could say a fifth massive pop when Cody comes out to make the save. So, oh, man. The last five minutes of this show was just, holy crap. Awesome. 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 But we'll get into all that and more. Remember, you can follow us right here. YouTube.com forward slash PWUnlimited or Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. Those were live all the time. Luke is not with me tonight. He's got some school stuff he's got to take care of. So he said, I'm taking the week. So no Luke tonight and no Luke on Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. But I'm still here rocking and rolling. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below. By doing or, do, or by or donate Twitch bits in the live chat. I don't know what I was thinking there. My brain, my brain tried to say one thing. My mouth tried to say something else and it all went blah, 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 blah. I don't even know. Anyways, Twitch bits. But also remember, you can subscribe on Twitch as well, one of two different ways. One of two different ways, either with a tiered subscription or with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also, remember, you can help us out on YouTube by becoming a channel member. Go over there and become a channel member by hitting the join button down below. 
Also, doing that gives you early access news, early access podcast episodes, early access non-news videos, and so much more. Plus, remember to head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming one of the free games or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, not Rumbleverse, Rocket League, Fortnite, Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys, use this code right here, PWUnlimited at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Remember, use code PWUNLIMITED, and there we go. As far as the show itself does go, also, this podcast is brought to you by Ultra Pro Wrestling, which we will talk about later. So as far as the show, it opens up with an SUV pulling up, and it says, earlier today, and it's Paul Heyman, Jimmy Uso, and Solo Sokoa. Basically, it's just like, hey, you only got a couple more days until Roman will be here, and you better take care of Sammy and figure out what's going on with Jay. Also, we're... Back up for a second. News came out this afternoon, maybe an hour or two, hour and a half to two hours before Raw went on the air that Vince was backstage. Well, we do have an update for Fightful as far as what Vince was doing there. And so I'm going to give you that update really fast before we talk any more Raw. So Fightful did state. Uh, several indicated to us that Vince McMahon... Oh, hold on. Let me refresh it because that's the old... There we go. WWE talent have confirmed to Fightful that they've had eyes on Vince McMahon at Raw in Boston. Several actually indicated to us that Vince looked different backstage. It was later told to us that Vince had dyed his hair and was sporting a little mustache. Talent do not know why he was there or were and were not briefed about it. It's worth noting, since retiring, Vince McMahon has visited John Cena multiple times outside of WWE. Cena is appearing on the show tonight, and talent theorized that maybe why he was there. It also was stated that some talent did see Cena and Vince together. So there we go. Vince was just there, I guess you could say, hanging out with John Cena. Um, boom, boom, boom. As far as the show does go, back to Raw. So, um, bum, 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 bum. I just lost my spot in my notes. Uh, Heyman said that Sami Zayn managed to escape them on SmackDown, which meant he's going to be here tonight. Well, duh, because he's going to face Jimmy. Anyways, that led to a loud cheer for Sammy. Uh, give me one quick second. Um, bum, 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 bum. I need to send a message really fast. There we go. All right, so... Um, Heyman said that Sokoa will solve the Kevin Owens problem, but Jimmy has to solve the Sammy problem. Heyman then said, call Roman Reigns as Jay or Jimmy and Solo walked away. But I don't think we ever heard or saw anything else with Kevin or with Heyman as far as him calling Roman. So that was earlier today. Kevin Patrick then takes us live into the arena. 
TD Garden in Boston, sold out crowd, and then boom, Kevin Owens, Solo Sokoa opens up the show. They go 11 and a half minutes. Owens attacks Solo before the match even begins, but Solo cut him off and sent him into the ring post. Referee starts the match once they hit the ring where Owens tackled Solo. However, Solo cut him off again and took control. Owens came back with a clothesline and a senton and then another clothesline outside of the ring. Jimmy Uso would eventually run down and cause a distraction to Owens, so Solo brought him down from the top rope with a slam and followed with a running hip attack. Sokoa then hit another running hip attack, and this time against the barricade, which led to a commercial break. Solo then hit a Samoan drop, but Owens dodged a corner splash and hit a DDT. Sokoa then blocked a stunner, but Owens knocked Jimmy off the apron. This distraction, though, was enough to help Owens hit Solo with a super kick, a cannonball, and a senton. Owens then went to make the cover. Jimmy would attack and cause the disqualification. So bada-bang, there you go. Kevin Owens technically wins by disqualification when Jimmy gets involved. Bloodline, Jimmy and Solo start attacking before Sammy would jump over the barricade from the crowd to save Kevin Owens. They, were put in, uh, they had put Kevin Owens on the table, and Zane sprinted out and attacked both Jimmy and Solo, stopping them from whatever they were going to do. Sammy then grabbed a chair, and the bloodline retreated. So then, Owens is in the ring. Sammy jumps in the ring. He extends. So, so KO's sitting in the corner like this. Looking up at Sammy. Sammy looks down and extends like a hand. Like, I'll help you up. Handshake, whatever. And Kevin's just like, no. Rolls out of the ring. Crowd boos. But I'm glad they didn't do anything. I'm glad he said no. And he's going to say no again later. But I'm glad he said no. I want them to slow burn this puppy. Till like the week of Mania. Maybe even the freaking Smackdown before Mania. Give us till the last minute. The last end. Well, it's not going to be the end of that Smackdown. Because that Smackdown is going to end with a Cody Roman thing possibly. I don't know. But give us to like the last week before Owens finally says, yes, I'll team with you. Uh, they aired a replay of Bobby Lashley's encounter with Uncle Howdy last week on Smackdown. Lashley then cut a promo in the back. He said he was tired of playing Bray Wyatt's kid games. He said he went to SmackDown to see him face-to-face man-to-man, but instead, Wyatt was not man enough to see him face-to-face and sent out the man in the mask. Lashley then wondered what it would take for Wyatt to face him. Wyatt's then logo flashed repeatedly on the screen as Lashley kept speaking. There we go. It's Bobby and Bray. That's the match for Mania. Also, remember, guys, if you want to get your comment, question, or concern read live on the air, donate to Twitch Bits on Twitch or Super Chat on YouTube. So Byron Saxton's in the back interviewing Carmella. She says she planned on embarrassing Bianca Belair tonight, and maybe in doing so would make it so she deserves to be added to the Raw Women's title match at WrestleMania. She talked about Adam Pierce's incompetence before Chelsea Green would come up and start agreeing. They started making fun of Adam Pierce for not having hair and this and that. Then Adam Pierce walks up behind them, hears them talking about him, and kind of was just like, oh, these two again, and walks off. All of a sudden they go, you're still here, Byron? What are you doing listening to our private conversation? Get, get, get. And then Green says, you know what? You got a match tonight? I'll be there with you. So then, speaking of that match, it was next. The match went nine minutes. 
It was the non-title match, Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair against Carmella. So, the match itself actually goes through a break. And after the break, Belair uh, countered Carmella a few times before hitting a backbreaker and a moonsault. Green blatantly distracted the referee, so Belair went after her, but that allowed Carmella to hit a super kick for a two. Green then seemed like she wanted to attack Belair, so Belair kind of invited her in the ring and immediately tossed her out. Belair also chucked her into the timekeeper's area. Carmella then tried to catch her off guard using a cradle with her feet on the ropes, but Belair did kick out and then hit a KOD on Carmella to pick up the pinfall victory. So afterwards, the heels attack Bianca in the ring. Chelsea, Carmella working together. Make these of an official tag team. Make these two an official tag team, please. Chelsea and Carmella, they're like perfect together. Asuka would then run out. As Asuka would run out, basically Bianca got away for a second into the corner. She then goes to blow the mist at Carmella. Carmella moves. She missed freaking blue mist in the face of Chelsea Green. And then Chelsea falls down all misted and can't see anything. Carmella helps her out of the ring. Asuka out here looking like her best Bond villain. Crowd goes wild as she and Bianca kind of embrace in the ring just weeks before their big match at WrestleMania. Great, great, great crowd tonight in Boston. I will say that for sure. So in the back, Sammy finds Kevin. Zayn told him that the bloodline was too much for one individual to take on by themselves. Zayn says that this wasn't a ploy to make everything okay between the two of them together, though. He said he knew it would take more than this. But Owens had to listen to him when he said that they had to fight the bloodline together. He said, you can't do it alone. Trust me, I know. He's like, I know how dangerous they are. I used to be part of it. And Owens is like, yeah, that's the point. I know how bad they are. And I know what I need to do. He said he remembers all very well when Sammy was part of them. What Sammy did to him in this very arena just months prior, Survivor Series. Owens made a clear quote. I don't want to do this with you. Owens suggested to Zane go back to Roman. Either way, Owens didn't care what Sammy did and told him to leave him out of it. He's like, you got to take care of them. Take care of them. Do what you got to do against them. I don't want anything to do with you, but I'm also going to take care of them on my own time. They then aired a Rhea Ripley video package, just hyping her up before WrestleMania. So next up we had, I guess this was Miz TV. They didn't call it Miz TV, but they kind of branded it as Miz TV. It was a little weird. But it was Seth Rollins, Logan Paul face-to-face. So Miz is out there rambling for a little while, and eventually he introduces Logan Paul. Miz offers him a handshake, and Paul just pretends like he's not even there, goes over to the turnbuckle. Yeah! Woo! Ah! Prime energy! Prime drink! Prime. So, Bose is on the turnbuckle. Seth then eventually enters Miz after Miz introduces him. The crowd is loudly just, oh, oh, and Seth's like, oh, oh, and Logan Paul literally goes, hey, Boston, this segment has a time limit, so shut up. And they get louder. Oh, and Paul, Paul just keeps going, shut up. Hey, shut up. 
Rollins then mockingly introduces Paul, who got a Logan Sucks chant. Rollins then introduces himself to Paul, and Paul said, Yeah, I know who you are. I'm the one that eliminated you from the Royal Rumble. I'm the one that stomped you inside Elimination Chamber. Of course I know who you are. Paul wondered what Rollins' problem was, though. Perhaps it was because Paul was as good as Rollins is, but it took him one year to be that good, where it took Rollins 20. He said, literally, I did everything you've done in the last year that took you 20. Paul said that he worked smarter, not harder, and was on his way, his way in, while Rollins may be on his way out. Paul said that he would hate. Uh, Paul said he would hate him too if he was Rollins. He said, basically, I'd hate myself too if I were you. Crowd then chanted, fuck you, Logan. Fuck you, Logan. Rollins then said that Paul forgot something, though. That he was the scum of the earth. Paul is a coward, a troll, a fraud, and a human dumpster fire. Rollins told him, quote, we don't want you in our house. Rollins says that he didn't come here to talk. He came here to pound off, pound off flesh. Rollins says that I'm ready to fight, and Paul turned him down. Paul says, eh, I don't just fight anywhere, anytime. I don't fight for free. Certainly not here in Boston. He's like, I'll fight you on a bigger stage, a more grander stage. Miz was like, well, hey, hey, I'm the host of WrestleMania, so if you guys want to fight at WrestleMania, I could surely make that happen. And Rollins is like, really, Miz? You can make that happen? You, you can make that happen? He's like, yeah, I can go into the back and talk to the right kinds of people and get it done. And Seth is like, no way. Paul then kicked Rollins and tried to go for the stomp, but Rollins tackled him. Miz attacked Rollins from behind, so Rollins super kicked Miz. This distraction allowed Paul to drop Rollins with a right hand. Boom! Knocked them right out. Paul then told Rollins, let me know what, what you, he said, let me know what you think about mania. And as Rollins is still laying on the mat, he goes, oh, and, and one last thing. Bye-bye, bitch. And he throws the mic down. So there we go. Pretty good segment. I really enjoyed this. Again, I'm not a big Logan Paul on YouTube fan, even though I've listened to his podcast recently and actually kind of like it. But like his YouTube channel and all that stuff back in the day, I was never a fan of that. Logan Paul here in WWE and the stuff he's been doing, this guy was made for this. Like this guy was made for this. He found his calling. But Paul was really good here. Seth, really good here. And Miz just being that whatever in the middle, shitty, I want attention guy. He's always good at that. So earlier in the day, Mustafa Ali was being annoying to Dolph Ziggler and let him know, hey, unfortunately, you can't get a rematch with me. But I did get you a match with Omos. So you're going to fight Omos later. Ali was in the crowd for the match, acting as if he was a fan holding up a We Love Ziggler sign, which is very weird. That stuff only goes, well, 49 seconds. Omos immediately grabs Dolph, hits him with a tree slam, and pins him one, two, three. There we go. Nothing. Nothing to it at all. So MVP afterwards says that Omos would tame the beast as far as Brock Lesnar does go at WrestleMania. I still love Brock last week. Call him Omos. You know, Omos. Yeah, I'll fight Omos. Oh, you, you mean Omos? 
Maxine Dupree's in the back with maximum male models, and they're fawning over somebody off camera, which we know is most likely Otis, Otis, whatever you want to call him. They're talking about how he looks so good, and he's perfect, and he's got it, and he's what they want, and Corbin's like, well, thank you. And he's like, we're not talking about you. What do we mean, thank you? We're not talking about you. We're talking about him. And the camera pans over, and you see fucking Chad Gable doing the Hogan pose, right? He's like, ah, and Otis is with him and whatnot. And Corbin's like, well, what do you see in him that you don't see in me? And Mansoor's like, well, hair for one thing. Maxine's like, you know what? There is a way that we could consider adding you. There is a way I could take you on as a client. We like the big guy. But we need to get rid of the smaller, you know, short one. So if you can do that, make us happy. Maybe I'll take you on as a client. And Corbin's like, oh, Gable? No problem. I'll fight him later. Also, it seems like Maxine has finally gotten Mansoor and Mace kind of around to the idea of adding Otis. Because now they're cool with it. Before, at first, they were kind of like, him? What? But now they're all cool with it. Um, give me one second. I just got a message here that I need to check. There might be some new... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, remember how that 5-4 report said that Vince was backstage with a mustache? We've now seen the mustache. We've now seen the mustache. We're pulling it up on screen. Oh, my God. So, as we read earlier in this podcast, Vince McMahon was seen backstage sporting a mustache. Well, we have now seen said mustache. Give me one second here. Pull it up on the screen. Come on. It's going to take forever to want to load now. Here we go. You guys want to see Vince's mustache? Vince McMahon's mustache. If I can zoom in anymore. Yeah, Vince was backstage tonight at Raw sporting a god dang mustache. Mag Muller says, we need that visual. Well, there's your visual. Vince and his mustache. Holy schmoly. Give me one second. Vince sporting a mustache tonight at Raw. Whoop, that didn't work. Boom, raw. Tweet that out really fast because, uh, yeah, that's an interesting one. All right, come on, Twitter. Kick heart. Boom, 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 boom. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Go retweet that one, guys. If, if, and here, I'll put it in the chat in case you guys want to share it out and show people Vince. With a mustache. I've never seen Vince with a mustache. Except for that one time on that one show they did with the jackass people. That was like a prank show. He had like the curly fro. Jerry curl. Whatever you want to call it. And a mustache goatee kind of thing. But yeah. 
Vince and a mustache. What the hell? I wouldn't say he looks unrecognizable. But, yeah. Interesting. Back to Raw. Um, so, again, we still never saw or heard what Heyman said on the phone to um, Roman. But he does talk to Jimmy again here. He was trying to hype Jimmy up. He was confident that Jimmy would be the one to take out Sammy so Roman wouldn't have to be so upset on Friday on SmackDown and even have to hear the name Sammy again. Heyman didn't let Jimmy forget that it was still his duty, though, to bring Jay back to the bloodline. Next up, we had it's basically an old NXT rematch. It was a nine and a half minute match. It was Johnny Gargano against Finn Balor. So Gargano hit a dive, but Fowler was in control following a commercial break. So Balor, they fight for like a minute or two. Balor, uh, Gargano hits a dive. We go to a break, come back. Um, Balor's in control. Gargano then fires back and hits a spear for a two. Balor hits a sling blade, but Gargano came back with consecutive super kicks. Dominic Mysterio then tried to interfere as Ripley distracted the referee and Gargano wiped him out with a dive. Damian Priest then followed Gargano around ringside until Balor cut him off in the ring with a foot stomp and a drop kick. Balor went to the top but froze when all of a sudden we heard On this day, I see clearly Edge's music hits, but no Edge at first. Priest and Ripley then went up the ramp like they were going to stop Edge, cut him off before he can come down to ringside, and Edge would come out through the crowd instead and shoved Balor off the top rope. Gargano, all kinds of shocked on what's going on, kind of froze for a second, and then finally hits Balor with the one final beat and pins him to pick up the victory. Priest then tried to go after Edge at ringside, but Loomis would knock him down. Edge then hit Balor with a spear and let him know this isn't over. Crowd was kind of quiet for this match, which is weird because they were up for almost everything else. Almost everything else. Um, since Saturday says Johnny had an updated version of his theme, he's had that for a while since he came back, basically. It's still Rebel Heart, but it's just slightly different, not much different. But it's, this isn't new for tonight. It's not new for tonight. Then they recapped the Cody Roman segment from last week's SmackDown, which was phenomenal, fantastic, great. Then the big announcement coming up on Saturday, May 27th from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia is the king and queen of the ring. Pull up the logo right here on the screen for the king and queen of the ring. I like the logo. I really do. Here's the logo right here. Boom, boom, boom. Come on. Here's the logo. King and queen of the ring. The show will be taking place in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia on Saturday, May 27th. So it's going to be a Saturday morning show. The day before AEW Double or Nothing. They didn't give any other details as far as like when the actual king and queen of the ring tournaments are going to take place. When um, or how many people are going to be in each tournament. And if there's any special format for the premium live event itself. So in the back, Brian Saxton catches up with Edge for an interview. Edge said that he cost Balor his match. And he should have, they should have lost. He should have, wait. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He basically said, no, no disrespect to Gargano, but Balor should have won tonight, yet I cost him the match. He said, because Balor cost him a match he never should have lost against Austin Theory. Edge then informed Balor that he will be in the ring next week all alone and invites Finn to come see him as well and see what kind of a man he really is. So then we had a 56-second match that was all right. It was nothing to it. It was Piper Niven and Nikki Cross. They were like, hey, this is the first time these two have ever been in the ring together, like one-on-one or whatever. Cross acted crazy and attacked Niven before the match. Niven gave the ref the go-ahead to start the match, and she beat the crap out of Cross and basically pinned her. Hit her with a black hole slam and pinned her. There we go. Nothing to it at all. Niven, I think, also had a busted lip due to Cross's wild little pre-match attack. She kept literally like, So, yeah. From the back, for some reason, Rick Boogs is trying to lift a freaking 18-wheeler. And he's like, hey, you put like a, a handle on there, and you put a strap here, and I can grab this. And I, I tell you, I can lift it. I can lift it. And Elias walks up. And Elias is like, hey, where are your notes? And Rick Boogs starts looking around. Oh, my God, my notes. My notes. Where are my notes? Oh, I, I did, uh, what did I do with my notes? What did I do with my notes? And Elias says, I have more advice for you. And Boogs, uh, Elias had more advice for Boogs and suggested he go to speak up with Bronson Reed and demand a match. Boogs plays along and walks over to Reed, who's nearby. Reed immediately walks up to Elias and goes, oh, yeah, sure. I'll see you next week in the ring, Elias. So Boogs thought that he was saying, set up a match for me. And no, he wanted Boogs to fight Bronson Reed. Elias was baffled at Boogs because he wanted Boogs to have the match. Boogs acted dumb and said that he just did what Elias asked. Also, interestingly enough, I'm going to pull this image up on the screen. Because this is a very interesting one. So, things are tying into things. Kevin. Who's got a problem with bloodline? Won't help Sammy. Who's got a problem with the bloodline? Cody has a problem with the bloodline. Who came and helped Sammy at the end of the show? But look who was talking in the background of this segment: Sammy or Kevin and Cody having some sort of a conversation. But what about is the question? Were they talking about the bloodline? Were they talking about working together against the bloodline? What was this all about? Because remember, Sammy saved Kevin tonight. Kevin didn't want Sammy's help. Kevin then told Sammy, leave me alone. Sammy then had a bloodline problem, was getting attacked three-on-one, and Cody came out to make the save. Well, now there's a little tie-in there. Kevin, Sammy, Cody. Oh, what about, what about, what about, oh, mm, mm, I don't want him to do this, but what if they do? Solo and the Usos against Cody, Sammy, and Kevin in a six-man tag right before WrestleMania. Oh, oh. Or take Solo out and put in Roman on the SmackDown before Mania or Raw. Probably they'd probably do Solo and not Roman, and Roman would just be like watching or something. I don't know, but oh man. If Kevin two weeks before instead of the week before agrees to work with Sammy, then they can do the 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 Cody thing is oh that would be great. Bloodline versus these three in a six man tag right before Mania. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. 
So then they let us know that on night one of WrestleMania, so this is the first thing specifically announced for a specific night, Becky G will be performing America the Beautiful again, night one. Then we had John Cena and Austin Theory. So John Cena's music hits. John Cena makes his way out on the stage and is like this. He, lived, he lets his hands down, and you can see Cena's trying so hard not to cry right now. He also says that he wishes Stu could be here to hear this reaction in this crowd here in Boston, but he knows that Stu's older now and doesn't work all the time and gets days off. You don't know who Stu is. Stu is basically the cameraman on the ramp for WWE. Basically, whenever Cena would come out and he'd talk to the, to the camera, he wasn't talking to the camera. He was actually talking to Stu. <laughs> so Cena says some stuff into the camera, and then he goes down to the ring. Before he can say anything, out would come Austin Theory. Theory comes down to the ring, says that he remembered watching WWE with his mom, and said Cena inspired him to become a WWE superstar. Theory said he had a gift for Cena. Something so big, it would eclipse any movie role. It was the gift of a shot at him and the U.S. title. But where? At WrestleMania. Cena goes, no. Cena says, I can't accept your gift. I can't. Uh-oh. What is this? We're getting more messages here. Hold on. Cena says, I can't accept your gift. He says, I've been watching you, and I just I realized you don't care. You don't care. Hold on. Oh, wait. Looks like that Vince photo may have been fake. Yep, that Vince photo was fake. Give me one second. Yep, that Vince photo with the mustache was fake. Never mind. So let's take that down because that's not a real photo. That was a fake. So, anyways, John Cena, Austin Theory. Uh, Cena says that he's been watching Theory and he just didn't care. And the crowd doesn't care about him either. He says, quote, We don't believe you because you don't believe you. Cena said the Theory just doesn't have the heart. Cena was trying to talk down to Theory because he knew where he was coming from. Cena pointed out that there's a sign in the crowd that said Theory was a John Cena wannabe. Cena was Theory's ghost of Christmas future and said that Theory was just trying to get his ruthless aggression moment. But that phase, that moment, almost cost Cena his entire career. Almost got him fired because he didn't believe in himself either. He said, quote, you're a pair you're a pair of trunks away from being a jabroni. Cena said theory. Or Cena said theory's name was appropriate. Quote, because that's exactly what you are, a theory. In theory, he should be great. In theory, he was everything an executive would look for. In theory, everyone should be there to see him. But still, no one cares, and they feel like you're wasting their time. Cena and Boston had a gift for Theory, though. Shut up and walk away, and they'll let you leave in one piece. The crowd started chanting for Cena. Theory then responded by saying, quote, I ain't going anywhere just like that bald spot 
on your head ain't going anywhere. Seeing reacted by taking his hat off and showing the ball spot. He's like, yeah, the old man club catching up to me. They're then pointing out all these shirts in the building. And the shirt you're wearing right now says never give up. Yet, have you given up on these people? Saying no to me is like giving up on them. And you won't give them their moment that they want. Um, he says, maybe I've just learned never meet your heroes because they always disappoint you. Cena told Theory that he'd rather go bold than have them pipe, pipe in crowd noise for his matches because people don't care. Like, oh, damn, damn, damn. Cena then called him a dumb son of a bitch. He said, I didn't say no because I'm giving up. I said no. Because I was trying to save you. Because you're not ready. Cena said if he won at WrestleMania, Theory would lose everything. Yet if Theory won, he still would lose everything. Because if he won, he would have to go out alone days later on Raw. The Raw after WrestleMania. And the fans will still see Theory as, a, uh, uh, see Theory as full of crap. However, Theory left Cena with no choice. Cena told, uh, Cena told Theory, brought the crowd into it. And when you bring the crowd into it, it kind of changes what I think. And so, uh, your little challenge, WrestleMania? Yes. Cena says that he didn't care about Theory, but he could never give up on the fans. Cena said that Theory just made the biggest mistake of his life because their match for the United States Championship was now official for WrestleMania. Cena wished him luck. Because he didn't have the brains, the guts, or the balls. And he smacks him in the balls for what's coming next. And he goes, now the last thing you might want to work on. Cena then went up the stage and says, these fans deserve to see somebody that's earned their right for a WrestleMania moment. So how about I give them a nightmare, an American nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Cody's music hits. Cody comes out and him and Cena hug. And then we go to the back. Kathy Kelly interviews Sami Zayn. Um, Magmalore says, did Cena keep his head shaved for most of his wrestling career? Cena was never bald. Cena always had a military crew cut. Cena was never bald. It's just, and I'm surprised it hasn't happened to me yet, but it didn't happen to Cena until he was in his 40s. But you wear a hat long enough, it fucks up your hair. And that's what's happened to Cena. The bald spot is basically because he wore a hat too much. Which, it's going to happen to me eventually. I mean... I'm lucky. My brother's hair is receding back. My dad's hair before he passed was starting to recede back and stuff. So I got my mom's side of the family hair. Thick Italian hair. So I'm good for now. Knock on wood. So in the back, Kathy Kelly interviewed uh, Sami Zayn. Zayn noted that Jimmy Uso was the one who always had his back. And now for some reason, he's the one always attacking him. Zayn, said, uh, Zayn looks into the camera and he says that he wants to warn his dog that tonight would not be his night. So we had a two-minute match. It was Chad Gable and Baron Corbin. Nothing really happened in this match. Corbin was bragging, so Gable picked his ankle and applied an ankle lock for submission victory. Corey Graves mentioned that this ended Gable's losing streak. Oh, no. Why didn't I write that? That's not what it was. Um, He didn't say that. I don't know why I wrote that. He must have said something else, and I heard it as a losing streak. But now that I think about it, how could that have 
ended his losing streak when Gable won. So I wrote that way wrong. Oh, we got a spoof of Top Gun with Miz and Maurice. This was kind of funny. And then they officially announced that Seth Rollins and Logan Paul is on for WrestleMania. Then we had Becky, Trish, Lita, and Damage Control. So Lynch and Lita enters with their tag team title belts. And they spoke about their win last week for the tag titles. <clears throat> Lita said that EO Sky and Dakota Kai didn't make it easy, but it was all worth it. Lita thanked Becky for giving her the opportunity to fight with her for the belts. Lita had one more person that they needed to thank, and out came Trish Stratus. Stratus said that she would always have Lita's back and was happy to see her and Lynch beat Damage Control. Stratus then recalled warning Bailey months ago in Toronto not to mess with her. Damage Control would then interrupt right on cue. Bailey said that Lita and Trish were the reason that they were wrestlers, but Damage Control could also be the reason they never wrestle again. Tristan says, you know, I've told you before, I'm retired. Just like that, I can be unretired. How about the three of us against the three of you at WrestleMania? Bailey then quickly accepts, but then EO and Dakota are like, wait, what? You what? You accept? You huh? All right, let's fight. And they all six start brawling. Eventually, EO and Dakota get thrown out. Bailey goes three on one and gets pummeled, I guess you could say, before they throw out of the ring. So, and let me double check. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the match. I don't, WWE didn't announce it on Raw. Like, they didn't show a graphic. But let me see if they've got a graphic up on social media now for this six-woman tag. Because <clears throat> they didn't show one on Raw. Um, Let's see. Um, 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 um. Yeah, no graphic yet. Hmm. Um, um, um. Yeah, no graphic for it yet. Let me check WWE.com really fast. WWE.com. Ooh, better looking version of the King and the Queen logo too. I'm gonna pull that up for you guys. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I don't see a graphic for the six-woman tag yet, but here's a um, better vectored version of the King and Queen logo on WWE's website. <clears throat> I like that. I like that a lot. It's also going to make it a lot easier when I need to cut it out later for graphics and stuff. So, cool. Very cool. It also shows that they're giving some sort of a green motif here. A lot of the Saudi shows have had green motifs and color schemes. As far as next week's Monday Night Raw does go, three things have been announced. Edge called out Finn Balor. Elias will go one-on-one -on -one with Bronson Reed. And in a non-title match, Bianca Belair against Chelsea Green. So then we go to break. They plug NXT tomorrow because it is the roadblock edition of NXT. And there we go. Um, Kivisha says, if you don't want to go bald, you probably shouldn't wear a hat too much. Bro. You want to know the only time I don't wear a hat? Is that if I'm in some sort of water, whether that's a shower or the lake, or I'm sleeping. Other than that, hat. I have friends. People I've known for years, if not a decade or more, that have never seen me without a hat on. There I know. I know people that I've known for so many years, never seen me without some sort of a hat on. Normally it's a NASCAR hat. 
This one I just got is a um, Killix hat, I think it is. That's a Killix hat. It's a uh, fishing brand. So we got our main event that went 10 and a half minutes. It was Sami Zayn against Jimmy Uso. So they go and, you know, brawl for a minute or two, and then we go to commercial break. After the break, Zayn booted uh, Jimmy and hit a tornado DDT for a two. He followed this up with a flying, uh, flying crossbody for another two. Jimmy then tossed Zayn from the ring to outside and tried to distract the referee, but the ref caught Solo trying to get involved, setting up for a Samoan spike, and then he sent Solo pack into the back. He said, you're out of here. Zane followed this up with a blue thunderbomb and got a very close two off of it, which led to another break six minutes into the match. We return, and Zane came off the top, but Jimmy caught him with a super kick. Now the fans then began cheering because Jey Uso would appear in the crowd. Jay would actually not just appear in the crowd, but run down the steps and jump the barricade before hopping onto the announce table. Jay seemed encouraged that his brother was here, but that actually distracted, uh, no, Jay seemed to encourage his brother, which in turn would actually distract Jimmy, leading to Sammy going for a haluva kick and missing it, but then all of a sudden hitting a blue thunder bomb and a roll up and a pin, one, two, three, defeating Jimmy Uso. So Sammy, Picks up the victory. So the fans going crazy. Sammy just beat Jimmy. What the hell? Um, give me one second here. There we go. Switch pole wouldn't go. I thought I said it already, and then it wouldn't go. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, so Jay gets in the ring. Sammy leaves the ring, but he doesn't leave the ringside area. That is very crucial. So commentary goes quiet, and there's five minutes left in the show. Jay then looks at Jimmy, and he grabs him by the shirt. And he's holding on to that shirt. And Jimmy's looking at him like, come on, come on. Bloodline. It's bloodline. And Jay's just like, oh, no, no, I can't do this. And he walks off and he goes to the other side of J uh, Jimmy. He goes to get out of the ring and he stops. He looks back at Jimmy before getting out of the ring. He then walks over to where Sammy is. And him and Sammy are standing side by side at the bottom of the ramp. The crowd's kind of rumbling a little bit like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then Jay says it. He looks at Sammy and goes, I choose you. Sammy, I choose you. And they hug. Crowd erupts like Stone Cold Steve Austin's music hit in 1998. They hug it out. They then embrace. Jay slowly lifts the hand in the one. So Sammy sees it, lifts the hand in the one and says, Jimmy, come on. You can still join us. You don't have to do this. You can still be with us. You can be with us. The hands finally go down. So they all start kind of moving around for a second. And they're moving around for a second. And Sammy's still looking up at Jimmy. And then he looks over at Jay. And he's looking at Jimmy again. And then all of a sudden, boom! Super kick from Jimmy to, Jay, or to Sammy. Or from Jay to Sammy. Sammy just crumbles like a sack of potatoes. Jay jumps on Jimmy and he's or 
Jay jumps on Sammy and goes, it's always family. It's always about family. I was always going to choose family. You don't get involved in the middle of our family. He then throws Sammy in the ring. Jimmy jumps on Sammy and starts beating him down. Jay jumps in, shoves Jimmy off and starts beating him as well. Solo then runs out. And they're all going at Sammy in the ring. It's three on one before. Adrenaline in my soul. And out comes Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes makes his way out to the ring. He hovers over Sammy. Bloodline backs up to the other side. And the show goes off the air. With the American Nightmare being the hero and making the save. I didn't do this justice. I'll say that right now. This was fan freaking tastic This was a five-minute segment that had no commentary for the better. They just let it play out. They just let it play out. It was so awesome. And that's how Raw went off the air. Whew, this Bloodline stuff is amazing. Amazing. So with that, guys, that's everything that took place tonight on Monday Night Raw. Now you know what I thought of the show. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's show. As far as the polls do go, let's check those right here. Boom, boom, refresh, refresh. As far as the Twitch poll does go. Boom, 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 boom. 100% liked tonight's Raw. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 90% liked tonight's Raw, 7.5% thought it was just all right, and 2.5% did not like it. As far as the YouTube community poll does go, 83% liked the show, 13% thought it was just all right, and 5% did not like it. Damn, a lot of comments on this one. We usually don't get this many comments. So, so they said, this show was great, the ending was fantastic, and the crowd was awesome. Person says, that was a huge ending Wow, great way to get ready for WrestleMania. And the person says, great show. It's been a while. The ending, though, crying emoji. Like, crying in a good way. The person says, it was a great episode. So happy. They pick it right back up. Another one says, the ending was just so sick. Never thought of that. Never thought of that. Whatever happened. Oh, I don't know. This person can't write English. The person says, I loved it. Uh, it says, far better than last week. Another person says, I loved it. Another person says, the ending was cinema. Another person says, better ending. Ratings go up. Person says, better than SmackDown. And this one says, very good. Two thumbs up. Another one says, it was cinematic. And finally, the YouTube live poll. 80% liked the show. 14% thought it was just all right. And 5% did not like it. With that, guys, that's going to wrap everything up here. I'm going to be live over on twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy in just a little while. I'm going to play some Fortnite because the season's almost over. So I'm going to grind out to see if I can get to at least a level 160 something right now. So I'll be live in a little bit. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy over there playing some Fortnite and whatnot. So come hang out, join me, have some fun, and we'll chill for the rest of the night. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your night. We'll be back live Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.